I think we'll see folks who know how to get the best out of an AI tool to like get the right illustration drawn or to like think about what concept should we represent in the first place, like what shape should represent this thing to communicate the idea. I think that's where designers will come in in the future is more from like the design thinking and our, our visual approach to problem solving will be what companies need. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. I'm Vimke, and in this episode, we're going to touch on our thoughts on the future of the design industry. There's so much going on. We're seeing like new tools, new processes, new patterns, new ways of working, just a lot of disruption, I feel, in the design industry, especially this year with the economic climate and boot camps and, and the layoffs, the layoffs <laughs> and so much is going on. Let's be real. And we're about to head into a new year. And Charlie and I thought it would be, you know, a good topic to sit down and talk about our perspective, our reflection, what we feel about the current industry and what's kind of our predictions for what might be coming up or what we're hoping to see or not see, I guess. Uh, before we dive into that, though, a little catch up as usual. Charlie, how are you going? Going good. Um, I had a week of vacation last week which was wonderful yay back at work this week which was a little bit stressful it always feels like it is to catch up again after vacation um but yeah everything is ticking along i'm counting down to my trip to new zealand and like the things i want to get done before that and you are like well by the time this episode comes out you're literally already be there yeah um, i'm so going in two exciting. days <laughs> yep <laughs> Yeah, I want to get a bunch of filming and things done and yeah, I don't know, just get prepared and as far ahead with my business stuff as possible so that when I'm there, I can just focus on spending time with my family. I had a really optimistic goal like six weeks ago of like, okay, I want to have filmed, at least filmed my online course before I go to New Zealand. Then I was like, mm, that seems like a lot. So then I was like, okay, I want to have like the course curriculum then like ready to go so that when I come back, I'll, I can just be ready to film. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> neither of those two goals were met. Uh, so I, <laughs> I empathize and like, yeah, relate to this like, oh, what can I get done? What do I want to achieve before I go away? Uh, I've just had so much going on. I started a new job. It's a lot. And so, yeah, now I'm like, thinking more further ahead into like how I can focus on that at the very beginning of next year. I like that. You know, Fem, our conversation last week, the last week's episode about like how we plan for side projects in the new year really got my wheels turning. And I now have <laughs> on my wall um, a s four rows of like columns of sticky notes for Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 oh, next year. Of, like wow. what I want to work on when, what I want to finish when. Um, so yeah, I'm, feeling really excited and optimistic right now about that and I know that yeah I might need to re readjust some plans yeah like said, we can't always get done everything we want to I know I know <laughs> that's something I've never done actually is kind of like a visual roadmap for my side projects like whether you know if, like physically with sticky notes or even like digitally in like a notion or something mm. maybe that's that's something that like is worth doing for me for next year because I feel I feel a little bit like I'm so full of ideas and things I want to do that I'm like kind of at this like boiling point of like, uh, I need to figure out how to arrange and organize all of these thoughts and ideas um, because otherwise I just, I don't make the time for them. So 
maybe maybe that's something I'll I'll try and focus on in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe when you're back from New Zealand. Yeah, true, 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 true. <laughs> what else has been going on for you though? Um, what else has been going on? I had a really great design crit recently uh, with my community, which was awesome. We have crit like once a month where a couple of members sign up, show their work for feedback to the group. And it was fun. We did it in Fig Jam, which was really cool. Lots of like stickies and like emojis and reactions and things like that, uh, which was really, really great. Um, yeah, I've been making some small improvements to my community, focusing on my community a bit, actually, the last month or so. Nice. Um, introducing some new rituals. We're actually trying a tool called Campsite by Brian Lovin, who's a, I think he has actually since left. He was a designer at GitHub. And uh, yeah, he's been working on this tool campsite, which is kind of like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a design journal for like design teams where you can like post updates about your projects. And it's kind of like this feed of like design project updates. You can do polls, leave comments, reactions. Um, you can like, it's kind of like, I guess it's sort of like GitHub for designers in a way, like you can add a new version to like your last update. So anyway, I've been talking to Brian and I was like, oh, I want to try and use this with the community and give folks a place to share updates, like have their own folder with their projects and work in progress. So yeah, we're trying that at the moment too. So yeah, lots of community focus lately. Nice. I love it. Well, let's move on then and talk about the wider design community in general, the state of our industry at the moment. I don't know, where do we start? Maybe overview, like high level, how do you feel about the state of the design industry right now, Fem? Uh, I feel like people are getting a bit burnt out within the industry, especially folks who have been in it for five plus years. I feel like the role of design has peaked potentially like <sighs> yeah, I know dramatic <laughs> I don't know a few years ago there was so much conversation about design having a seat at the table and like that was happening like designers were getting seats at the table we got that seat we got that seat and I don't know what's happened in the last couple of years but I feel like that seat is like slowly being taken away or like the height of that seat is changing. Maybe we're like sitting mm. at the at the small kids table instead of the big kids table. <laughs> I don't know. I won't get too like metaphoric, but yeah, I just sense this little shift and I I've been talking to a lot of folks in the design industry and also like one-on-one -on -one with with mentoring sessions I've had with designers that work at various companies and it's such an interesting insight into how design operates at these companies and I've spoken to designers at these big tech companies, ones that we often put on a pedestal as like the, the prime shining example of design. I won't name companies, but I'm sure you can think of a couple. And uh, it's interesting to talk to these designers and hear that it's so different on the inside from what it looks mm. like on the outside. And it's a real shame to hear as well. So I don't know, that's kind of my, my high level thoughts is that uh, I think people are getting burnt out. I think we may have passed the peak. Um, and I think we're losing a little bit of our influence. I think that, well, I don't, you mentioned over the past few years, I actually feel like it's just been this year that I've noticed that happening. Um, and maybe it's because we saw it literally laid out in black and white of who stayed at the company and who got let go during layoffs. Uh, There's been a yeah. lot of designers laid off. 
And um, I think we're being shown quite clearly that in the like uh, hierarchy of tech, in our like food chain or whatever, <laughs> engineers remain way up the top. Always at and the top. And <laughs> we have been shown our place to be below them, to be less important. Um, and that if people can build it, even if it's not well designed, that at least it's getting built. And that is the view, which I can understand in some regards, but I think it's a shame. Um, and it shows to me a lack of like long term thinking. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing things that way, like letting go of research teams and, I don't know, prioritizing. I don't think you can prioritize design over engineering because then how are you going to build <laughs> your designs? <laughs> but, like, I just an, see an the, equal the balance. two as, mm. yeah, an equal balance. Um, and, yeah, that these layoffs have shown us that's the case. I I feel really, I don't know, it's a weird time. I don't feel as connected to the design industry anymore. I think that... There was a period a few years ago where it felt like everyone was making things and being creative and sharing them, like getting inspired by each other's ideas and things. And now I just feel like design feels really corporate. Yeah. I see aspects of that fun creative side in the NFT community, but Mm. like, I don't know. I have other issues with crypto and like uh, diving headfirst into that. Um, So that's not something I've tried to be a part of. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it's lost a bit of its spark recently, maybe. Yeah, I wonder if, like, in past years, design was kind of seen as a competitive advantage. Like, those who were investing in design really stood out. And mm-hmm. that trend, for lack of better words, like, caught on that maybe now design is no longer really seen as a competitive advantage. Like, the baseline has leveled out. And so. I don't know, maybe companies are like, okay, well, we've got a good design. Like we got that in place. Now we need to go and find, find our new edge. Like what's going to like take us to the next point Mm. or push us even further. And maybe that's not design. Maybe that's something else. Uh, I don't know. I also just see this huge, like commoditization of design now these days. Like, man, you just go to like the Figma community, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But like, I don't know, Charlie, when you and I were getting into design, there was no templates. There was no No. resources. Like you had to do everything from scratch, everything. And that was a like learning opportunity too. And now it's just like, you can start at 50% very easily. And I feel like that is causing a lot of people to miss the foundations and not learn the more like practical early stages of design. And that important craft piece, which I think maybe is leading to what you said about like that lack of like creativity and it's mm. much more like, I don't know, businessy, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but I've noticed that as well. And I wonder how much that is contributing to our industry. See, I have a kind of different viewpoint on the role of templates and I don't know, design tooling in general and all that. I think when... When I was getting into design, I had to spend a lot of time like fighting with the computer to (laughs) bring my idea to life. To be like, okay, I know I want it to look like this, but how do I get that to happen? Mm -hmm. And that was where most of the time went. These days, it's very easy, especially compared to how it used to be, 
to get something from your head out onto the screen and have it look like how you wanted, you're spending less time to make that happen. Mm -hmm. So you get more time to iterate and explore other ideas. What's happening with the design tooling and even with templates being available, I think is a really good thing for the industry because people can focus more on the design decisions and like the strategy behind why you're making certain choices. But I agree with you that not everybody does. And that some people see the template as the finished product rather than the starting point. Um, or don't take t the time to understand why the pieces of this template do work for the problem that you're solving. Um, I think that if you're not doing those things, then you're not really designing. You are just being a user of a template. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you said it better than I intended for it to come out of like, I think it's stifling a little bit of creativity. And I think it's less likely that you're going to really push the boundaries or explore further um, when you're kind of like relying on what's already kind of been laid out in front of you as like the perfect process or the perfect way to do something. Mm. Um, yeah. And I just wonder like, again, like that's okay. And it's a great starting point. I just wonder how much it's affecting or influencing some of the, the issues that we've been seeing in the industry. I don't know. Do you know what I, um, get concerned about too as we think about the folks who like rely most on templates and like tooling to help them get started is the people entering the design industry now who have spent time training and learning and you know putting in the practice and getting up to speed and with all the layoffs recently I just feel like there is so much more competition for design jobs quite frankly um, it must be a really tough time to enter I've spoke to a few folks in mentoring calls recently who yeah, are struggling to get yeah. interviews. They're applying to so many jobs. Um, and it's because, like you said, uh, knowledge of design used to be a competitive advantage. So as a designer, it was easy to stand out as well. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. These days, as tooling has gotten better to make the craft side easier in a right. way to bring things to life and have things look really good. Um, yeah, it's harder to stand out as a designer, perhaps, with that. Yeah, and unfortunately, I've also noticed in my circles, at least, that um, companies are like that. I we already had this problem before, but now I think it's even worse. Is like the the bottom of the bar is senior, right? Like if you are brand new trying to get into this industry, it is extremely challenging, and it's super unfortunate, um, especially in this this market in this economy where like. I don't know, I guess companies are nervous and they just want to have the confidence that they can hire someone that's going to come in and do the job and they can rely on, right? Um, so I think that's an unfortunate reality of what we're seeing. And then something else I've been noticing is uh, even for people who have that senior experience, those who maybe haven't worked at a big named company or whatever also struggling. I've had friends who have been wanting to switch jobs for months and months and months and months, and they have the, they have the years of experience, they have the, the seniority, um, but you know they've been working at companies that are lesser known or maybe just in different industries in the corner of whatever, and so they too have been struggling. And I do think that that's a shame. Um, like, I I can't remember exactly who it was or what was said, but there was. Um, there was a company that recently had a lot of layoffs, a, a well-known company I'm trying to remember which one it was, but it was, it was in the past few weeks. I think it was like around when Stripe uh, had a lot of their layoffs. Um, yep. 
And it was interesting because suddenly everyone floods to try and help those designers get, you know, a new gig. But we see layoffs at smaller, lesser known companies and nobody's nobody's coming out to be like, we need to help these designers, right? So it's like mm. the designers at these big companies that are getting laid off have this privilege already of coming from these big companies and people seem to want to put more effort into helping them land a new role rather than, you know, everyone else that's also experiencing these layoffs at these lesser known companies. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, we, we saw that with Twitter as well, for sure. Twitter, with yeah. People being laid off from Twitter or leaving because they didn't agree with the new management. Um, and that all the people who had been complaining about Twitter for years all of a sudden <laughs> are like, let's help Twitter. Twitter's the greatest. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so it's creating this, I think, the, the divide between like, you know, the senior highly respected quote unquote whatever like designers and those you know lesser known or trying to get into the industry mm. there's always been a bit of a divide there but i think it has never been never been bigger than what it is right now i think that divide um is is quite astronomical and that concerns me yeah you know what i think if i was to try and apply at one of the bigger companies i don't know maybe my youtube channel would give me an in like the fact that i have mm -hmm. that network but mm -hmm. if i didn't I probably would be one of the ones who wouldn't get an interview, you know, because right, right. I have no recognizable names on my CV for folks at these larger companies. Um, you know, I'm working on building the ConvertKit brand together, yeah. but I'm realistic that we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> at the same level of fame as like Netflix. Um, yeah, it's that sucks. So maybe, I don't know, I don't want this to be a depressing episode or anything, especially <laughs> for anyone who's job hunting, but... Maybe just if you're struggling to get an interview and you're feeling discouraged by that, know you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Both Femme and I are hearing from folks in that exact same situation. Um, but I honestly, if we maybe want to move towards talking about the future, I do believe this will turn around. Um, I think that companies have been pulling back on design, hiring and design resource because it feels like an easy area to cut. Like you say, if you've got a design you can sort of like roll with it for a while, but they're yeah. gonna need changes eventually. Users are gonna struggle, you know, things need to be marketed well, brands need to be built to lo last long over time um, and design is required for that. So I think we'll bounce back. We're just in like a very low point at the moment. And it, we honestly might sink a little bit lower as well before we have that turnaround again. Yeah, like, do you feel like there's gonna be a point in the future where it's like, suddenly everyone wants to hire design like design is just like so hot there are so many open design roles like they want to hire all the designers back do you feel like that could be a reality i don't know if it's going to be that hot what i see happening actually is ai playing a big role in this potentially um and like design tooling in general where it's less about knowing how to make something look the way you want it and more about figuring out what it should look like in the first place um, and like making those right choices to solve problems. Um, you know, design has always been this mix of art and science, like we like to say, and for a long time, designers were able to really excel and move forward in their careers by simply being able to craft the thing, like create the thing to look right. These days, computers are doing a lot of that work for us and it's only going to happen more, right? I think we'll see folks who know how to get the best out of an AI tool to like get the right illustration drawn or to like think about what concept should we represent in the first place, like what shape should represent this thing to um, communicate the idea. 
I think that's where designers will come in in the future is more from like the design thinking um, and our, our visual approach to problem solving um, will be what companies need. Yeah, like I honestly wouldn't be as be surprised if a future like common role in the design industry is someone that's like a design strategist, you know, where you're mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. doing kind of the things that you mentioned, right? You're thinking about that strategy, you're like maybe making those initial decisions or setting principles or guidelines or yep, you know, yep. and then the actual execution of that is maybe done by an AI, who knows? Never say never. Uh so yeah, I wonder if that's like a shift that we might see in the near future. Yeah. I, I don't know how I f- feel about that shift happening though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Tell me more. Like, what do you think? As I feel like as creative director now, I am less often on the tools, like actually bringing the thing to, to life myself. And I am giving feedback and like setting direction to humans right now rather than AI. <laughs> but I miss the craft a lot of the time as well. Like I miss actually doing something myself and, you know, getting my hands dirty in pixels. So I don't know, maybe that's a um, an old school way of thinking now. Who knows? <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah. What do you think about freelancing and the role that that plays in the design industry? Like, do you see more people like because they're being laid off, maybe like turning to freelancing as a way to make a source of income. Um, it it was super interesting when Meta had their layoffs recently, they didn't lay off their contractors. So, you know, people who were contracting for Meta, you know, stayed on. And so I'm curious, like what that role, what you think the role of freelancing plays today and maybe in the future in the design industry? That's interesting that that's the way they chose to do that. I don't think I was aware of that. And I can understand why, like as a company or my team, the brand studio team, I have a mix of creatives on the team full time and then a bunch of freelancers that we work with. They're not on like a um, a full-time basis or anything as contractors, but uh, I know that it costs us more as a company to have the folks full-time on the team than it does to have the freelancers. And we spend that money because of the benefits that you get from having the the context of being on the team full time yeah. and the flexibility that comes with that. So like, you know, I'm not giving up my full time team anytime soon, but I can understand why companies are making that choice to like, well, freelancers, maybe there's less risk involved in, in hiring them. Um, it's cheaper. We'd have to pay them benefits. We'd have to pay them like a 401k or you know any other sort of bonuses like pay for their equipment or learning budget stuff like that you can probably save a lot by going with freelancers instead of full-time designers yeah i i agree and i think also the harsh reality is that freelancers are easier for companies to get rid of like in in this market and economy right where like you know it's pretty clear companies are a bit nervous they're trying to extend their runways as much as possible and um avoid layoffs at all costs but as we've seen that's not always possible and so you know one way to cut costs in a a quote-unquote easier way to cut costs I guess is to to cut your freelancers because they're they're a bit easier to get rid of or you can bring them on in shorter term contracts so it's you can be a bit more predictable with with how you're spending so yeah I don't know I I part of me wonders if we're gonna see this surge in like independent designers after this um a lot of designers getting laid off, not as many design opportunities. I think they might, you know, suddenly become resourceful and potentially turn into freelancers, contractors. 
we might see a little bit of that shift potentially. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to decide if it's a good time to be a freelancer right now, and I don't know. I think it could be, but it also could be very risky. Um, so yeah, it's just something I've been I've been reflecting on as well. Yeah, I could see it being a good time to be a freelancer because all these companies who have let go of designers like like we said like they still need design like those designers are on the team for a reason it's mm-hmm. not like they're all sitting around twiddling their thumbs they yeah. were getting work done um work that still needs to be done and so maybe we will see folks taking on well companies offering more freelance contracts to to get that work done without the commitment of having a full-time person on the team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anything else that you have well, been surprised by or yeah what are you thinking well, I think that I want to be a little bit more positive before we end. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything right now that you are loving about the design industry, the state of it, or like loving about what you see coming for the future? What are you excited about? I mean, I do think that it's a really exciting time to be a designer. And I think it's so awesome to see like all this knowledge and sharing of education and you know like again back in the day when I was trying to get into this industry there were no YouTube channels about design there were no creator communities there was no slack groups to join like I do love that that is gaining more and more momentum and and I like too that people have the opportunity to join these smaller smaller groups and smaller communities and find their people within that um I think it's also healthy to like not just have your work be your only community I think it's nice to have that outside of work too so yeah I I love to see that I think that's really exciting I mean the advancement of the tools that we use is super mm-hmm. exciting like crazy cool uh I think you know Charlie you and I have spoke on the show like we are not like necessarily super early adopters always in those new tools and things coming out I'm like I would say never in my case actually (laughs) but like you know I I did eventually learn auto layout I wasn't the first person to learn it but I got there so I I think I I, like that (laughs) yes like you know I I am excited about those like improvements to our industry as well and I do have hope for like design becoming a more strategic partner and like getting that seat back at the table. I think the seat might look a bit different, but hopefully in a in a good way and in a in a way that's more sustainable and long term. So yeah, those are some things that I am excited about. And uh, yeah, what about you? It's honestly, very similar things. Design tooling is definitely an area that I'm loving. All the advancements happening. Um, as we talked about in a previous episode, we'll reserve judgment on the Adobe Figma thing. Like I hope that that, that actually is for the better, um, you know, in the end. And I, I do have hope that that can be the case. But I have never been like that early adopter craft person who could get the most and do these amazing things in Photoshop, for example. And so the advancements that make it easy for you to get what's in your head out onto the screen have served me immensely and it's only getting better. Um, so that's really exciting. I'm definitely stoked on that. And I hope that that might help us as an industry make the change from being seen as the people who just make something look pretty to mm. no, we're just deciding how it should look based on the problem, based on the strategy. Um, anyone could really bring it to life, but where our value is in helping you decide what it should actually 
how that for, what that what form it should take in the first place. Clearly, I need to um, work on explaining that better. But yeah, that's what I'm excited about at the moment. And on, honestly, also the like the way the community feels like it's come together around all the layoffs in particular, mm. but also just in general recently, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of designers supporting other designers, which is really yeah. nice because um, yeah. we are not at all in competition with each other. And the more we lift each other up, the more we lift up our industry as a whole. So um, that's awesome. And I want to see that continue. Yeah. One last thing I remembered is I hope to see more designers like go and start their own companies. Like, I think Ooh, this is a really yes. exciting time. Uh, you know, if we look back to like 2008 recession and things where it was like similar tough times. Look at what came yeah. after that. We had Facebook and Twitter and, you know, whatever. And so YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. yeah. So we're kind of in that really exciting period right now where it's too soon to like see the like see what's going to come out on the other side. But I'm sure it's already happening and already starting behind the scenes. And I really hope that there's going to be some exciting like design driven or design led like companies that come out of that. So, yeah, more design entrepreneurs, please. I would love to see that. Yeah, more design founders, like yes. starting companies. Yes. Um, yeah, agreed. Okay, I love that. Great. That satisfied my urge to end this episode <laughs> on a more positive note than we had started with. So thank you, Pim. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm here to serve. <laughs> is this our last episode for 2022? It is, yeah. You're in New Zealand, then I'm in New Zealand. And yeah. And then we'll come back in the new year with some more stuff. So there's going to be a bit of a break after this episode for probably probably a few weeks and then we'll be back in the new year. If there is a topic you'd really like to hear from us in the new year, let us know. You can email us hello at designlife.fm. Also feel free to tweet us. We're at designlife.fm there. Definitely want to hear what's on your mind as we start this new year or like, what are you thinking about the state of the industry at the moment? Is there anything you're curious about, concerned about, excited about? Let us know your thoughts. Um, I think it's it's good for us to take these moments of reflection. And yeah, thanks to everyone who's been listening to us this year yeah, as well. Yeah, thank you. Or maybe this was your first episode, so thanks for finding <laughs> us and giving us a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no need to go back and listen to all the other episodes if you are new. You maybe just... from this year. Maybe, maybe like, this year. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, don't go back to the very beginning. <laughs> no, please, please spare us the embarrassment. Uh, yeah. Great. Well, I hope everyone has a restful December. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And we'll be back in 2023. See you then. Bye.